All right. Are you ready to go? All right, let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Task Talks. I am your host, Kevin Stark, and I am joined in this very special episode today by David Slater. Hello. And Jackson McCarthy Huggin. Howdy. And today we are going to be doing a playoff bracket. We've chosen 16 of the world's finest text editors, <laughs> IDEs, places where you can type text on a computer. And we're going to we're going to put them into a, a little March Madness style playoff bracket and uh, we're going to see what's what what's what here. Now, of course, this is completely objective. There's no subjectivity here. It's it's official, I think. Actually, the, uh, yes. Yeah. Like yeah. the winner wins. All the other ones lose and die. I think they just, I, they stop working. They stop working. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I think that's actually what happens. So, 15 companies or 15 projects are going to officially go under as soon as this episode airs. Yeah. So, uh, why don't we uh, why don't we get it through? So, if you can if if you'd like, you can follow along at home. I'll read the uh, I'll read the bracket from from top left and down and then top right and down. So in the first round we have Emacs versus one of the finest editors I've ever used, Google Docs. <laughs> we have VI versus Nano, uh, Visual Studio Code versus Xcode, Battle of the Codes, uh, GitHub Online, you know the web UI as you do, uh, versus a very tough contender. Oof. Email. Tough bracket. Classic. <laughs> Classic matchup. Yeah, that's definitely not the 4 or 5 matchup. There's a pretty big rivalry there. There has been for a long time. There has been for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old stalwart against the new upstart. Uh, and uh, now the top of the, the, the right-hand side of the bracket. The Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference. We can see who's a hockey fan in the room. Um, Other sports have conferences, have. right? <laughs> don't know. That's, I guess we know who we all are then. <laughs> it's just hockey fans. I've played basketball. Um, we have the, uh, the I guess it's the JetBrains series. Yes, the JetBrains family of editors. Family of editors. We've collected them all into one. Uh, versus Komodo. Uh, we have Adam versus Sublime. Ooh, A lot of history there. Uh, and then we have Ultra Edit versus Notepad++. And finally... We've got Eclipse versus Ultra Edit. Something's gone wrong. Do we have to start again? <laughs> I think this is fine, actually. Uh, so it's the Rough Riders and the Rough Riders. Yeah. No, that's... Sorry. Ultra Edit... Uh, no. no the, the, one of them should be Code Envy. Yes. I think... Uh, I think it's... Yeah. I, th I think Notepad++ versus Code Envy... All right. It's a very thorough process. We're, we have very high standards in our in our bracket. Wow, we're all scientists. Yeah, <laughs> I actually have a degree in two sciences. <laughs> he says as he pushes his glasses up. Um, okay, so we might as well start at the uh, top left. This is going to be we're ready for a, a very very intense argument as we talk about Emacs versus Google Docs. Who wants to throw the first stone? Well, I mean, I've heard of other people using Emacs. Seems really useful. They use it for email. Some people use it for tasks li task lists to hook things to email. I've never personally used it. So I'm going to have to go with Emacs on this one. So I agree. I've heard rumors that people have used Emacs. 
I've seen no conclusive evidence that Emacs actually exists, however. That's true. Um, I mean, they made it into the playoffs here, but there's no records of any of their games. Uh, so I'm skeptical that they just belong to be here. Uh, so, I mean, really, I think Google Docs wins. You can oh. When you're using Google Docs, oh. more than one user can be using it at the same time. I don't, I don't think, think you can do that with Emacs. I don't think you can do that with Emacs. I think, Kevin, I think you're the tiebreaker here. you gotta, you got to make oh, a choice. Oh, man. Killer feature. Killer feature. Wide Sorry, audience. Collaborative editing. Collaborative editing. But, you know, that, everybody, everybody that I've known that uses Emacs is really smart. Well, they'd have to be to use something that doesn't exist. <laughs> and that is so I, I guess we've also Emacs concluded that none of us in this room are smart. <laughs> I, I, I think that's what's indicating. <laughs> Sounds like Google Docs wins. Opening round upset. Is that what, your mean, final call, Kevin? But, now, the only thing I would say is that do we care whether this editor is good for editing code? You can't edit code with something that doesn't exist, Kevin. <laughs> you know what, though? In, in terms of, like, it's not like Emacs, as far as I know, I've never used it. But I don't know of it having anything specific for, like, an IDE-type mm. code editing. That's true. Mm. I'm mm -hmm. sure it's maybe some smart person that uses it somewhere has... has uh, you so know, we're has assuming that, about, like, a bunch of accountants and lawyers use Emacs. Yes. Profs. Profs. Yeah, okay. University profs. Right. Sure, you know what? I think you know Google is a master of, of wow. you know, product delivery. Early upset. So uh, Google Doc is, is the obvious winner here. Wow. Uh, collaborative coding. It brings new, uh, new, new meaning to the word pair right. programming. That, that Google Sheets is great for... Why pair program when you can 25 people program? Yeah, you can 25 sure. people program and you can passive-aggressively leave little highlight comments on all of their code. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Another you, killer you feature. Yeah, I think, okay, yeah, you definitely <laughs> want me over there. All right, next bracket. What do all we got? All right, so we've got VI versus, which I think is pronounced V. V. V? Well, v yeah. Versus v. Nano. Which I think is actually pronounced N-A-N-O. NAO. Oh, right, right. So it's VIF versus NANO. All right, so these I both used. Okay. And, you know, right out of the gate, I got to go with, with uh, VI, VIF, if you will. Uh -huh. uh, mostly just because it's always on the machine I'm using. You know, NANO, uh, it's pretty good, but sometimes you got to install it and you don't have access to. So, you know, if you're going to put some time learning into what, learning how to close one of these documents, I would go with VI. Right. Yeah, I have to agree. The ubiquity. And the, the reliable nature of VI really gives it a step up on Nano. Uh, with VI, I know at least one useful keyboard shortcut, and that is an infinite number of times more shortcuts than I know in Nano. So I really got to hand it to VI for that. Yeah, and I mean, once you get to know those shortcuts, VI is super efficient. Right. You know, it's, it's pretty good. Right. Now, I, uh, anecdotally, uh, I have been in a situation where, uh, during an upgrade, I've been asked if I want to open a file to see the differences between the previously upgraded and the after-upgraded file. And they give me a choice of editors, and they point to Nano with the tag easiest. Oh, wow. And I have chosen it <laughs> and then found it impossible to exit. So I'm gonna have to go with VI. Yeah, yeah. Well, Colon they, WQ. Hey, you're you're bringing up the one shortcut I know. Shift CZ. <laughs> shift CZ. It's colon WQ, but faster. It sounds like oh. you're saying Shift EZ. Well, that's how easy it is. Okay, so we have chosen out of VI and Nano VI, or V. 
or vid, Kel Surprise. Now, for the third matchup, we have Visual Studio Code versus Xcode. Xcode is primarily a Mac editor for uh, iOS developers. I think I you can use develop. it for for a lot of different kinds you can of use it for, for yeah. all kinds of different. It's definitely it's, general it's definitely like the canonical tool for iOS development. Right. It's not the only option there, but it is the the go to, and I think it's kind of the go to for OSX develop some kinds of OSX development as well. Um, I think it's it's basically free, right? It's not something you have to buy, is it? No, it just comes with you. It's, it's, it's just yeah. always there. So that's yeah. that's something that it has in its pocket there, is that it's it's always there, assuming you use a Mac. Yes. Whereas VS Code, not always there, but no. you can use it on any platform. And by any, I mean at least two. I mean, I think you should be able to use VS Code practically anywhere. Can uh, I use it on my toaster? Yeah. Mm. I know I can mine bitcoins What's with my your toaster. What's toaster OS? Uh, <laughs> do you have a smart toaster? I mean, it's probably smart enough. It makes like four slices of toast. you got to be pretty smart to do that. Alexa, make me some toast. Anyone who's listening who has an Alexa is just really upset at me right now. Uh, so VS Code is, is Visual Studio Code, which is Microsoft's um, its newest editor. And it's based, uh, it's an electron-based uh, application like Atom, which means it's built with web technologies, which means it's actually really quite portable. Yes. Um, and it's really, really nice. It's yeah, I, I got to go with Visual Studio Code here. It's it's great. The only thing that really is against it is I don't know if my machine can run another Electron app. You know, <laughs> I got Slack. I, I got Chrome. I, think I have so many like I have so many Chromium slash Chrome helpers in my my task manager that it's it's getting a little bit ridiculous. To be fair, however, VS Code is potentially one of the best behaves Electron apps I have ever used. I've had yes. a lot of problems with Slack, with Atom, mm -hmm. and other Chromium based applications, in that they just would eat up tons of my CPU, tons of my RAM, and VS Code seems comparably uh, lightweight. Yeah. And it, but it yeah. still packs in a lot of the extensibility of something like Atom. Uh, so I think it's uh, it's it's really done right. I'm going to have to vote for VS Code as well. As someone who has used Xcode for maybe a week and hated it and had no idea what I was doing, uh, i got to say yes to VS Code. Yeah, yeah. VS Code. Absolutely. All the way. It's, it's actually the one that I'm using currently. Um, I, I have quite a bit of love for it. All right, VS Code with a bullet beats Xcode, and now we're down to what is probably going to be, uh, it's basically Bloodsport. This is email versus GitHub web. I, I don't have a clue what's going to happen here. That's, it's tough. I mean, how can you choose between your two favorite children? <laughs> now, David Slater, I think you have a bit of an anecdote about editing code in GitHub's web. Oh, Why? yeah, yeah. I, uh, when I was in school and university, we had a, a project that you got marked on your, your like commit count. Uh, back then, when you edited through the GitHub web UI, every keystroke was a commit. So one of the guys from our group <laughs> did his entire uh, portion of the project, which was very small, in the GitHub web UI and ended up with like 80,000 commits or something just <laughs> ridiculous, right? So it just automatically just auto-commit every single one? Oh, yeah. So like if you would delete a, a, a character and then write it again and delete it again, that was like four commits. It was probably it was something where you clicked a button or saved, and he was triggering it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't, I, I wasn't there when he was doing this. I just saw the the after effect of it. So I don't know if he was like purposely saving it each time to create a commit, 
But since that's like so great, I'm just gonna have to go with GitHub Web Web UI here. Oof, over email. See, I have an, a, a, a similar university story where um, a group of my friends decided to do a, a project for our databases class where their chosen source control was uh, Gmail. Wow. I mean, <laughs> what could go wrong? Each file was its own email thread. <laughs> and you could just go to the last email and download the attached file to be able to get it. That, that conflict resolution must have been just pretty straightforward. I, absolutely. No, because you just delete, paste. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, you don't have to worry about dependencies and other files. You just delete the file that you download and, and paste it. Good, good. Yeah. So I, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's a complete toss-up. So I guess I'm going to have to cast... You have to be the tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm going to have to break the tie, as mm -hmm. it were. Um, and both of these school stories are amazing, but I'm going to have to go with email because Kevin's story, to me, is newer. Wow. <laughs> That's fair. You know, so there's email... a possibility that GitHub has fixed that particular thing. Oh, yeah, no, actually, it's, 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 you, can, you can do things in the web UI. It's not too bad now. But this is, of course, a competition between email and GitHub web UI circa... Five years ago. That's right. And, well, and, I mean, email, and only from your story. And email is the backbone of everything we do, right? Like, uh, I mean, I know it's every, It's the backbone of be, everything that Kevin does. And yeah. you, have, you have to be some sort of reliable source, David. So <laughs> not confident that you are. <clears throat> All right, so that clears up the Western Conference, which uh, I will just give the winners. Uh, in the final four on that side, we have Google Docs up against VI, Visual Studio Code going up against email in the second round. Now, to take care of the first round of the Eastern Conference, we have the Intella suite, or the JetBrains suite of editors versus Komodo, which I believe is a Mozilla product. So, it sounds plausible. I, I think, yeah, I think so. They I like naming right. things after animals. It has a Komodo dragon as its, its So I downloaded Komodo today to try it out. And it's actually, it's actually quite nice. What I really do like about it is that on install, this is a small thing, um, which tells you how much I know about Komodo, uh, it allows you to check you know, what your default code style is, some of your basic features to how you want it to look and lay out, some of your indentation settings and all that kind of stuff. I think you can also maybe import projects initially as well. Um, and, uh, and that works all really, really quite nicely. What I... I didn't like about it when I first opened it is that there's just a lot of windows and then I had something called new tab on the top left corner with a little X that I could close it and then I'd hit the X and I couldn't close it so I eternally just had new tab next to my projects in the top left corner if there's anyone out there who really likes Komodo, they're just screaming at me. So I, yeah. I that sounds like a user error. I don't really like. I don't yeah, really like I think that's a pebcac right there. <laughs> right. ID ten T. Now, on the other hand, on the other hand, on the other hand, what uh, what I've what I've found is that uh, every single JetBrains product that I've used. I actually really enjoy. Oh yeah, no. JetBrains does a lot of things, right? Like yeah. even just from managing licenses, their their portal for managing licenses. Is oh, great. it's really really good. Yeah, no. They, yeah, they, yeah. Because really we're administrators on our own our own company's uh, JetBrains, and it's really good to just be able to throw those floating licenses around. Yeah. It's really great. UI is great for it. Everything. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, I have literally zero experience with Komodo. I did not know it existed before today. Um, 
I is, appreciate your honesty. Is this is this like an Adam like thing of a pseudo ID like that, or what it, kind of it, role does it fill? It feels like that in between uh, type editor. I think I think what probably are the positives. Now I did look up uh, bits and pieces about it, so it's it's I think it's uh, written in C so it's it's probably a lot more performance. So it's not a browser. So app. it's not a browser running as a native app on your PC. So it's probably. Of a lot more performant than something like Atom or VS Code. I mean, if you're already using Slack and Chrome, you can save a lot of CPU here. The actually the only reason that I know about it is that Nadine on our team uses it all the time, uh, and she really really enjoys it. So I think it's uh, what what I like about it is there's things like I use Fire Code as as my um, uh, my font, mm. and it has ligatures which allow you to do things like you know you can have greater than and double equals and triple equals and they basically just turn into uh, different symbols basically based on nice. what you write rather than having kind of the, the base ones um, and that just has support built in for it which is kind of nice um, you don't have to enable any kind of particular settings so there there are, it seems to be like targeting that in between what I didn't like was things like uh, I want to install some plugins and so there's a plugin site, but it's like, oh, like font, like icons. Like I want to find some like icons for different files because all the files are like marked the same. And I couldn't really see unless I was able to read what the file was, like what kind of file it was and what directory I was in. And all it that kind it of lacked stuff. that glanceability. Yeah, just it just, there was not a lot of plugins that would give you like, you know, visual graphing, for example. Right. So things like that. Um, and I didn't really dig into a lot of the other plugins, but they didn't seem there. There wasn't like a plugin manager like right. Eclipse or VS Code or Atom that you just get from the application that I could find. So, um, to me, it's like I. It sounds like it might be an up and comer. It might get there someday, yeah. but right now it might not it's quite be just, there. It's not. It's not quite there. Well, no. to, to be fair, to to I compare something like JetBrains to Komodo. That's a hard comparison. It's to tough. Like that's Well, like, I mean, we have a very fair and objective bracket going on. <laughs> Um, so I have to say, uh, the, the uh, JetBrains products like IntelliJ and Android Studio, WebStorm, PHP Storm, all of those, I initially was very skeptical of them. I myself was, too, yeah. was uh, I've been an Eclipse, an Eclipse user for a very long time, and the first time I had to use uh, a JetBrains product was using Android Studio, and I found it very confusing. The key bindings were different. I didn't like it. The font was different. I was scared. The colors were different. I hate change. Um, but then later I started to use WebStorm. And I figured out, oh, I can just use Eclipse shortcuts. They have a setting for that because they know people like me are, are idiots. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I actually really came to love it. It has a lot of interesting features, some of which work really well. Uh, it does some interesting things like you don't save files. They're just always saving, or it saves after you've paused for a little bit, which is kind of interesting. Um, and it's a very, very powerful, and uh, it's a very kind of understandable uh, IDE, it's not something that kind of grows out and has a million bajillion plugins, but it's very well defined uh, in what it does. It stays focused. It's a good product. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they, they each product that they they provide, it seems like they they're they are very focused on what that product is supposed to do. They're tailored. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like I find, you know, what I like about VS Code is if I'm writing React, it's got so much content assist mm -hmm. and and things like that for. React projects and for Angular projects and just web projects in general. And the thing I like about using uh, JetBrains products um, uh, is 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 that they're they're all tailored to each of those those types. 
Um, and so I find that you, they're almost kind of anticipating the kind of thing that you're doing. What I did find the first time I, that I used IntelliJ was that I, because I'm like you, I was an Eclipse user for the longest time. And so I felt a little bit like I was cheating on Eclipse. Yes, yes. Like, I didn't like it because I felt dirty. <laughs> like, it was like, no, Eclipse does this for me. You can't yeah. do this. What, what's this new sexy simulacrum of Eclipse? Yeah, it's like, so it just, it's, there was a little bit of a pushback in my mind because I felt like they were trying to eat Eclipse lunch and Eclipse gave me so much when I was learning to code and so... Um, but I, I think they make really, really great products, and I think that their entire line is very just well made and well defined. So, to me, this is this is a JetBrains. All right, all right. So Komodo contender for the future, perhaps. Yeah, but you know, for one, now JetBrains is a winner. You know, if you're out there and you want to try a new editor, give Komodo a try. All right. Well, this is a next bracket's an interesting one. Oh, this is gonna be brutal. Well, okay. It's Adam versus Sublime. Who, who who wants to have a, have a... Now, I know that for the longest time, so when I started working here, not long after I started, uh, I heard rumblings from a couple of different developers. David Green was one. Um, I think, uh, was there another another person? Remember Jordy, maybe. Um, we're talking about this ad editor called Adam. And so I started using it. And I realized that I really, really liked it. Uh, and I... I liked it for all kinds of projects. I used Sublime in my own projects at home, um, and I started switching over to Atom because I just I I really enjoy lightweight editors. While I I know the value that a great IDE gives you, especially with large projects, when I'm just trying to like hack out some code, I just like using Atom. And for the kind of work that I do day to day or that we do on EngOps, is just like. It's, I'm using this script here, and I'm using that bit there, and I'm looking at Terraform code well, over there. It's and great it's for switching between a lot of languages, A lot right? of languages, lots of different supports, lots of little plugins and things like that. It was just, it was so good for that kind of yeah. variety. Um, and a, a tons of plugin support. Absolutely. And you know what? Like, if I found a bug one day, within a week, that bug would probably be fixed because, mm -hmm. you know, the open source nature of it. There were so many people contributing, so many people adding new features to it. Yeah. Whereas Sublime, it's, you know, you might get a solar eclipse or you might get a Sublime release. Like, you don't know which one's going to come first. <laughs> it's just, it's so, and like, I know it's, I know it's a small team. It might just, is it just one person that's working? Oh, I have no idea. But, you know, there's, um, it's just such a slow cadence of like, hey, when are you going to get the, the next thing and yeah, yeah you can put plugins and yeah you can do all that and i mean stuff, in, in terms of work i think one of the problems with sublime is it's not licensed for free for commercial use no it's not so you do have to pay for it if you're using it at work i know some of you listening out there are not paying for it they need to make their money so pay for that commercial license if you're yes. using it at yes. work if you're using it for your business you do have to pay for it which is <clears> is uh something that that is important to consider especially when adam is an open source tool that's Free. But I feel like this is like WinRAR all over again. Sublime Text is turning into WinRAR. Yeah. Where like you know, I feel like a lot of people don't don't pay for it. But you know, I, I'm kind of nostalgic about Sublime. Sublime is sort of the more, uh, you know, plugin supported editor that I used. Notepad plus plus was my first. We're getting to that one. Yeah. But Sublime was really the one that I really started to take advantage of of plugins and stuff, and I really liked it. But as soon as I moved to Atom, 
I gotta give this to Adam. Yeah. I really enjoy using Adam. For for me, I, I want to make that Notepad plus plus comparison again because what I was I've been using Notepad plus plus since I was in high school, and you know I started using Sublime. I tried it out and I couldn't figure out why it was so popular to me. It seemed like the, a very similar thing to Notepad plus plus. I just didn't explore its capabilities fully. And for me, it was basically a stepping stone to to what I perceived at least as more capable editors like Adam and VS Code. Yeah. And so I went from something that was you know a very utilitarian text editor to something that was more capable and sublime and then to something that was actually a very powerful application in Adam. So I, again, I, I can't really give sublime too much here. It was It's clearly a useful tool that a lot of people really appreciate, but I just haven't seen the value there. And something like Adam, I think, has provided a ton of value to tons of people. It's, it's, it's community is so vibrant and incredible and it's also kind of popularized this pseudo IDE um, idea it feels yeah. like and it's led us to yeah. products which I think are a bit better in like VS Code um, and so yeah I got to give this to Adam I think it's yeah. it to me it's the more important and more capable editor yeah I, I think I think one one point to make is is that I've found in the past and up until I've, I've stopped using Adam every day which I have in, in favor of VS Code um, is is that it, it was performance-wise not very good in yes, comparison to yes. Sublime. Yeah, um, that's true. Sublime, especially if you're working on really large projects, searches in Sublime are way faster. Uh, yeah, being Sublime able to, had a great search. Being able to just grab a file that you need from any repository that's that's currently connected to the application is was so fast. And Atom, it's just sluggish sometimes. Mm -hmm. And if you keep Atom open for several days, if you don't, you know, you put your computer to sleep overnight. Um, it can really, really bog down, and I, I find that I have to restart. It's it gotten better though, because I still use it. And it yeah. has gotten a lot better. It has gotten a lot yeah. better, and and I know that they're trying to improve the the performance shortcomings. But you know, that's that's one thing that that I've always noticed is that I, I have found Adam can really bog down after yeah. a while. So Should I say we can call it. Yeah, I think we're okay. gonna we're gonna call it Adam. Um, but yeah. Interesting. You know, I think probably like a year and a half ago, I probably would have said Sublime, even though I, I love Adam, but I think the, the community has just made so many strides. Yeah. Okay, so the next matchup is Code Envy so versus I, Notepad++. So I have a lot of experience with Notepad++. I used Every it... Every time I come to your desk and we look at code, it's in Notepad++. Yeah, it's weird. I like I have all these other editors that are way more capable, way more powerful, and yet I still keep Notepad plus plus around. It's the yeah. default editor. If I if I double click on a file, it just opens in Notepad plus plus. If you and I are not reading Java, yeah, then we're reading it in Notepad plus. Yeah, if I have to quickly look at something, then I just use Notepad plus plus. And I've been using it that way since high school. I think it's the first time. Like I, in high school, I had used some some IDs. I actually used one that's not on this bracket called. Uh, J Creator by a company named Zynox Software, wow. which I'm pretty sure no one has ever heard of except me. That's um, a villain in Superman. Right? I think so, yes. Okay. Um, and But then I found that if I wasn't editing uh, anything else, I was using Notepad, and I had one friend who was always kind of a step ahead of me on these sorts of things, and he showed me Notepad++, and it was just amazing. And I there was plugins, and managing them was basically a nightmare. You're just dropping DLLs in places sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. and, but like, it does a lot, and I still use it every day. And like, if I and there's, it's quirky and it's kind of weird. And like, for example, sometimes I have to just like do some uh, like base sixty four decoding. It has some functionality for that that's buried in a very unusual menu somewhere, but it's just there. And if you know it's there, it's super fast to use. Um, 
It's kind of a classic. It hasn't evolved that much, but it still gets updates. Like, every week it feels like I install an really? update for the bloody thing. Yeah, it's yeah. weird how much stuff still comes out yeah. for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, it always surprises me. It has some, some bad pieces of functionality, too. Like, if you're... Whenever if you open a file, it'll check every other file it has open to read new things from disk, and then it'll open. It won't actually show you the file you just opened. It'll show you the other file it just reloaded from disk, and there's weird things like that. It needs to remind you that it's Notepad, right? Plus plus. And so it's better, but it's still. It's, but it's, it's yeah. Notepad. Yeah, it's <laughs> in your heart. <laughs> it, in its heart, it is still just a bare text editor, but right. it's. I still love it. Um, and there's weird stuff, like you can define your own syntaxes for it if you're using a language it doesn't support, and interesting stuff like that. Um, and when it comes to Code Envy, I've literally never heard of this or used it, so I got a vote for Notepad++. Well, I mean, Code Envy is an interesting one on this list, because I think it's, I mean, I think Google Docs. It's the only uh, <laughs> you know, uh, hosted uh, service on this list. Uh, and we actually got a, a presentation about this one time here at Tastop, and I actually got to say, it's like it's a really interesting, pretty cool product. Like it has a lot of stuff built into it, like uh, builds and everything. Uh, so if you're interested in that type of thing, you should definitely check it out. But for the same reason as Jackson, for the just for nostalgia, I got I got to go with Notepad plus plus. I think it's like you know we put Code Envy primarily on here just because you know it's it's one of those that we knew about, and we just kind of wanted to have just a quick discussion about that type of thing and whether we think that's going to be something that's going to be prevalent in the future. And I, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think it's a great idea. I think actually off, pulling it off is really just difficult. Off, off board your, your editing to I, a cloud-based service. I've, I've been seeing a lot of projects like this kind of crop up and gain a lot of press and fade away and not really gain a lot of use over the years. And like, I don't really know the state of Code Envy, but I, I've seen a bunch of these kinds of products and they're really interesting, and I think they can provide a lot for like small projects and personal use. But I, I can't imagine a lot of companies using this if it's mm -hmm. a if it's a cloud-based service to right. store like to edit and store their code yeah. in, in someone I mean, else's service. This well, might be kind of strange for certain companies. It, it may be, but like I mean, we lots of companies will use things like GitHub as well. That's true. Which is also which is also cloud-based. Yeah. I think what it is for me is is that you know your environment your machine is kind of a holy space as a developer and it's you know even if you have the exact same machine the exact same operating system the exact same editor and you sit in front of somebody else's laptop it feels weird you, you know what though like you're sort of illustrating why code envy is good though like think about when you were co-op think about when we were co-ops jackson mm -hmm. here and how long it took us to set up our development environment that's the kind of thing you get rid of with Code Envy. It's true, right. Like, yeah, so instead of having something that's completely tailored to you, you have something that's completely tailored to no one. And I think <laughs> I think that I think that maybe like what the special sauce for that is, is just that it's just that ability somewhere to make it feel like it's just yes, it's in the cloud and it's not anybody's, but that it feels like well, yours. Here's the other problem too, right? Latency is not something you can resolve. So if you're compiling somewhere else, you have latency built in, and that'll never be as fast as compiling on your own machine. It's true. It's true. Uh, so that was an interesting discussion. Uh, it's Notepad++, plus plus. Yeah, I mean, but, just pure for nostalgia. But <laughs> for me. Uh, all right, and then the last one, uh, Eclipse versus Ultra Edit. 
Now, I'm going to be honest, I've never used UltraEdit. You, you know what UltraEdit's great for? What's that? Large, huge, large files. Huge files, yeah. So if you're a person that's looking at log files, and you're, you're going to pick UltraEdit over Ultra Eclipse Eddie? every day. Okay. Yeah. If you yeah. open a log file that UltraEdit can edit in Eclipse, I think it actually just consumes your entire computer into a black hole. Yeah. Um, I have actually used UltraEdit. Um, there's been some times where I've had to look at very long log files from, from customer deployments and things like that. Um, and I've, I've gone through a couple different log viewers. I think there was one that was just the word log with like three Gs at the end. That's the name of the editor. There's a bunch of them that, that, that specialize. <laughs> like, yeah, no, actually, that was the name of it, I think. Uh, and uh, there's a bunch of editors that specialize in, in really large files. And Alternate does seem to be kind of the most capable one. It, it is not just a large log viewer, but it, it supports a lot of other operations. However, the only time I've really used it was... Uh, I had control of someone else's computer via GoToMeeting uh, to use UltraEdit on their computer because it was a log file that I wasn't allowed to have, but I could look at it if they were also looking at it. There was some liability issue. Uh, so I had to use UltraEdit via GoToMeeting controlling someone else's mouse cursor, but they could also move the mouse cursor. And it was potentially the most confusing experience of my life. Um, <laughs> so that's probably like the ultimate experience for... Ultra edit. Yes. Um, and I think, as I said before, uh, I have been an Eclipse user for a very long time. I'm very comfortable with Eclipse. I've developed open source software for Eclipse and closed source software for Eclipse running on the Eclipse platform. Uh, and there's no way I can vote against my sweetheart in Eclipse in this war, um, no matter how awkward it was to use Ultra Edit over GoToMeeting. So, full, disclo full disclosure uh, the CEO, Tastop, uh, did his PhD on Mylan. Creating Mylan, which is a uh, a very popular Eclipse uh, plugin, it's included in every Eclipse it's, installation. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's basically part and of it's Eclipse. Great. Now. If you use Eclipse, check it out. Yes, absolutely. It's, we have no investment in this whatsoever. <laughs> it's, it's open source. Yeah. <laughs> so it's you know we have a very rich Eclipse history here. There's a lot of love for Eclipse. Um, so I think Eclipse is going to. Go a, a, I mean, a ways. I, I you know it's it's you know in university it was the first editor that I used. Um, I used it before university. It's yes, it feels a little bit dated when you look at it, but uh, it has so many features, and you can do when you meet someone who uses Eclipse every day, you see things that you can't imagine. They edit. They open windows, they open tasks, they close tasks, they switch to other tasks and, and contexts at speeds which seem Inhuman. inconceivable. Yeah, seriously. It's so, yeah. like, there is so much knowledge, developer knowledge built into the platform that is Eclipse. It's, it's a phenomenal editor. Well, and, and I gotta say, try to refactor some code with UltraEdit. You know, or you know, really anything. No, um, okay, that's maybe not. <laughs> yeah, right. But but if you go, if you're like an Atom user or yeah. a VSC user, try just try to refactor some code. Like Eclipse is amazing for things like specifically yeah, Java code. Yes. Yeah, you know, like I, I went back and I looked at I uh, I looked at some old, um, and I was reading through some uh, some uh, Uncle Bob Martin books, and I was also reading uh, Refactoring by Mark Fowler. And he was talking about, he's like, oh, Eclipse. The, the Java editor Eclipse has this wonderful tool that allows you to extract method, which is this, this refactoring tool that you could, you could do and basically just take this bit of code and just turn it into its own method. And for me, of course, it was just like that's built into Eclipse. Yeah. But you know, for a long time, that's, 
you know those were just that was I, an ordeal that was a, that was an that was an idea that was a principle it's like oh this is this is a refactoring tool that you could do and it was something that you had to do manually but now it's like oh you have an editor that understands that it figures out what parameters you need it fills them in for you and just puts it in the place that, that it needs to go so uh, it's it's such a it's such a great editor all right eclipse 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 mm-hmm. all right and that rounds out the eastern conference so in the what 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 do they call the final eight? This is the oh the elite eight. The elite eight. I'm making it up now. <laughs> so the Google Docs versus Vi. <sighs> Vi, like come on. But like, <laughs> but I need to collaboratively collaboratively edit my Git commit messages. This, I got to use Google Docs. This Google Docs thing has to end here. We this we had VI. we had a great time. <laughs> It was really fun watching Google Docs beat Emacs, but it's VI. So I, I guess we, we maybe kind of wanted to avoid the classic VI versus Emacs fight, but we've transitively proven that VI is Absolutely. better than Emacs. Right. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Absolutely. That's settled, finally. Yeah, Some... no, I think the world can, yeah. can so rest can easy knowing that write that predicate statement. Um, and next we have VS Code <laughs> Versus, versus email. <laughs> so as we all know, uh, email was Kevin's favorite editor in university in the, yeah. uh, in the story no, that he told no, us. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I, I think it was pretty clear uh, what you said before. Yeah. But now it seems VS Code has taken that mantle. And so we yeah. should be able to conclude that VS Code is king. I'm, I'm I mean, a, I'm VS Code is really strong. I'm a fickle man. E- emails, you know, that's it's a good everything tool. You know, once you have a hammer, everything's a nail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but i got to go with VSC here. Once you have an E, everything's a nail. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, VSC. That's it's, easy. It's right. VS Code. Okay, right. JetBrains, the JetBrains suite, which is that's pretty hefty, versus Adam. I love JetBrains. They've done so many good things. Adam, you're great, but I gotta go with JetBrains. Uh, do you, okay, what's what's your? Do you have a, a, a single, overarching? Yeah, I, beautiful, I, beautiful I, argument. Yeah. So you know, we're talking about what to edit code in. You know, uh, going an IDE versus an editor is a, is a difficult competi- competition to start with. I just really like JetBrains productization. I really like how they do things. I, I just really like it. Like I'm, you know, actually, it's it's difficult. Adam is great. Like I really like Adam. I still use Adam. Yeah. Uh, but JetBrains just does, does a lot right. Now, Jackson, you use like our front end on Hub is Angular. Yep. So you do use WebStorm for I do. for front end coding. What is that like? Is it good? So bad, I've, I've used I've used both WebStorm and Atom to edit front end. I started with Atom yeah. for a lot of the reasons where I was just kind of hesitant to start using JetBrains products because I had previously found them not to fit my style. But um, I switched from using Atom to using WebStorm, and I just found it uh, much more capable. So you know, there's tons of great things that Atom can do, but a lot of the cool things that you talked about, uh, like refactoring tools that Eclipse brought to the Java community, I feel that WebStorm can bring to JavaScript code. Now, you know, it can be a bit messy because JavaScript code is often a lot less well-structured or it, yes. you can't model it in the same way you can a language like Java, but it has a ton of those refactoring capabilities. Uh, you can move code around, and I feel like that same awe you can see when someone's using Eclipse really efficiently, efficiently you can see in WebStorm. Right. Um, it's probably even more impressive given how unstructured JavaScript code can right. be if you're not using something like uh, TypeScript, for example. Right. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, it, it, is, it takes on a slightly harder problem, and so the solution isn't perhaps quite as elegant as what Eclipse does with Java code, uh, but it's quite impressive what they've managed to do. 
And I'd like to say, like, as someone who, like, I always have an IDE open and I always have an editor open, um, like, if I'm going with JetBrains products versus Eclipse's IDEs, I feel like that's, for me, at least personally, a fairly close race. They both do really great things. But if I'm looking at my editor options and I'm saying Atom versus VS Code, I'm going to pick VS Code every every time. So right. to me, uh, Atom has kind of sunk in those in the rankings amongst editors, whereas JetBrains yeah. still is right near the top. So right. I got to go with JetBrains on this. All right, it's decided. JetBrains, it is. JetBrains, it is. <laughs> All right, nope. Oh, Jackson, your children. <laughs> Ooh, no. this is gonna be tough for Jackson. <laughs> so, I think there, we should start with Jackson. All right, well, tear warning. Yeah, there might be some crying. <laughs> this is Notepad++ versus Eclipse. So, I mean, like I said, I always need an IDE open and I always need another editor open. And, like, I, I always find myself going back to, to Notepad++ to quickly open random files or just open a text file to type some notes into for whatever reason. Um, but it's not key to my workflow. Like, Eclipse to me is key to my workflow. And Notepad++ is... Is, a, is almost vestigial, but I still love it. It's, it's replaceable, right? It's replaceable. If I were to lose Notepad++, I would still have uh, something like VS Code. So I would just, I got to take Eclipse. It's, it's so close to my heart. I've been using Notepad++ for longer, but uh, it hasn't stuck in there in the same way. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I mean, you know, Slater and I are Mac users, are, well, we have Macs at work. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have a PS, PC at home, but I, I don't use Notepad++. Notepad++. I, I have a huge history with Eclipse. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's number one. I, I was a Windows guy for years, even at work, and I use Notepad++, but I still agree. Eclipse. Yeah. Okay. We're down to the final four. I think it's the Frogert four. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. Okay. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Western Conference <laughs> semi-final matchup. Oh my goodness! Is VI versus VS Code VVV? Well, we have one that's clearly alphabetically superior. Right. It's a close race alphabetically. Mm-hmm. But it, one does come first. Here's the thing: if we use the same argument with Eclipse, what? Which? If one of those went away, which one would affect me the worst? It's VI. I love VSC, but if I if I go like, what would affect me on my day to day work if it's suddenly because you know it's gonna cease to exist after this. We, we That's said that true. Earlier, right? Can we pull the manager code yet? So so if VI disappears, <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna go out there and say you know, VSC is clearly the leader here, but in terms of things that I need every day, I'm gonna go with VI. For me, I mean, I think I might be in a bit of a honeymoon period with VS Code. But it's deep in my heart. No, I, it's great. I don't think I could... I think it would take something really big to push VS Code out of here. So I got to go with VS Code. Like, VI is great. But if it falls out, there's going to be some weird uh, command line editor that we forgot to eliminate from the face of the planet that I can use in a dire situation. But I got to keep my VS Code. I, uh, I mean, we're not trying to decide, you know, a war for existence. Well, I think we said earlier that that is exactly what yeah, we're like doing. I'm just trying to oh, stop right. the from going away. Yeah. <laughs> so, so here you are, Kevin, oh, we're gonna at a crossroads. To, oh, we're gonna Which one do you want to disappear? We're going to have to use nano. Oh. We could use... Uh, well, I mean, we, we're getting rid of VI. Is, does Vim still exist? I mean, I assume so. Yeah. So, I mean, hey. It wasn't on this list, so we're safe. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the worst timeline. Um... It's, you know, I, it, 
we are definitely comparing apples to elephants here. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to VI versus Oh, and we, had, we this is the first time we've come up against that particular problem in this bracket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything before this was directly comparable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like these ones are the ones that we actually care about and are reasonable. Um, yes, I, I, I do use VI every day. I might not use VS Code every day depending on... Um, what sort of uh, Sisyphean task I've been assigned to by David Slater. <laughs> and, you know, it's, VI is, is, is great. It's great because it does exactly what it needs to do. But it's always there for you. Yeah, right? It's always there for you. Absolutely. That's um, just because it ain't got nowhere better to go. <laughs> but, you know, just, you know, it's like your, it's like your blood. Yeah. You know, your blood does exactly what it needs to do. And Hopefully. It's, it's fundamental. Sometimes it does things that are a little bit extra. I, I personally, I would choose my blood over VC. But, 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 you know what? Like, it's 2018, and, you know, we've we've done blood. It's true. Blood's great. It's been around for a long time. It's still around. Maybe it's time for VSC. Maybe it's time for know. something that's a little bit more advanced. Maybe we can try out some different things. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for me, it's 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 Visual Studio Code. Okay, that's fair. No, I, I I'm not going to be bitter I, about this. I don't think it means that, you know, it's VI is ubiquitous. Yes, it's been well, not anymore. We just wrenched it from the planet. We just destroyed it from the face of the planet. Oh, we've got work to do over the weekend, I guess. Um, and on the right side, we have JetBrains versus Eclipse. See, this is this is a tough yeah. One. This was a matchup that when we were creating this bracket, we kind of wanted to avoid, and now we're hitting it anyway. That's just yes. how good these two contenders are. Or just how badly we forgot and didn't doctor this correctly. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, we can only plan one step ahead. We're not chess players, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, uh, th you know, this is this is tough because, like, as a jet, as a Java developer, or previous Java developer now, it's a Java developer manager, right? As a Java developer manager, <laughs> a Java manager. Eclipse, it's just it's it. I know it really well. Uh, it is fantastic for Java, but. JetBrains, they got lots of good stuff. They got Docker integration. They've got products that are very purpose built for other things. Like one of the one of the things that hurts Eclipse is like now I gotta like in our job we, we deal with so many different languages. Like now I've got to switch to PHP. And yes, Eclipse does PHP, but not as well as JetBrains. I don't think anybody does. This is just my opinion. Java as well as Eclipse. No. Uh, but when you consider all the other functionality, JetBrains is just it's great. Right. Now, I will say that if if I were given every single IDE that JetBrains had access to, to be able to do whatever language they had support for, you would not find me with every single one open so that I could do all the yep. different work. Like, yep. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm working on React, so I'm going to have WebStorm. It's like, oh, I'm going to work on our old PHP website. I'm going to open PHP Storm. Like, yep. I would just be like, no, you know what? I'm going to try and find something that meets me halfway. Way. Right, but I think the thing is, like, if if IntelliJ is maybe ten percent worse than Eclipse at Java, let's say, like arbitrarily, I, I agree with Slater that I think that uh, Eclipse is is still king when it comes to Java development for me personally. Uh, and then you're like, ah, I'm going to find the thing that meets me halfway on all the other topics, and you start installing uh, Eclipse uh, web web tools, WST, or, or their PHP tools, or like. God help you, the, the C developer tools. Um, and you yeah. start doing that, you're going to find that like if, if Eclipse is 10% ahead on Java, it's 90% behind on the rest of them. Like When, we, yeah. uh, when, uh, when my team started doing front-end work for, for Test Top Integration Hub, uh, some of our, one of our developers who's 
uh, probably the most Eclipse fluent developer in the company, Sam Davis, he's decided, well, I mean, I want to keep using Eclipse. I want to get all the benefits I get from Mylan and other tools I have in Eclipse, uh, but I need to do web development. So I'm going to install the web, the web tools suite. And um, he used it for about an hour <laughs> and then stopped and switched to WebStorm. And it's just the productization of the JetBrains tools and the way that they've been engineered so well to meet their goals just puts them over the top. So despite my infatuation with Eclipse, uh, if one of these is disappearing, I'd much rather lose that 10% I get of Eclipse over IntelliJ and gain back the 90% I get of the other uh, Intel, uh, JetBrains tools over their Eclipse counterparts. Yeah, I, I have to agree that, you know, we, we have a lot of co-ops that come in from UBC, and, and I think when we were all UBC students, uh, in especially earlier software engineering classes, we all used Eclipse. That was the editor or the IDE that they, you know, they, the approved quote-unquote editor. Um, and now uh, talking to a lot of students, the, the software engineering courses that are based in Java, they're all using IntelliJ now. And, and I think yeah. that uh, I'm not saying that that represents a hard shift to IntelliJ or, uh, or JetBrains products in general, but I think there's a lot of, there's, it's, it's one of those things where I think the, the commercial success of JetBrains yeah. Across the board, from from different things, um, is starting to have an effect on on the uh, ability for Eclipse to, to keep up. We've Absolutely. seen we've seen that elsewhere in the industry as well. The the official or uh, I'm missing the word I want, but like the chosen uh, editor for Android development used to be the Android development tools in Eclipse. Yeah, and then at one point, you know, the development of that was lagging behind, and Google said, you know what? IntelliJ is going to, or not Intel, uh, JetBrains is going to produce Android Studio for us, and we're going to go with that. Yeah. And that became the designated tool. Um, and of course, ADT still exists, and you can still use it, but like, yeah. and in fact, when you're doing Android development, you still get a, a small bit of Eclipse stuff to do some specific parts of it. It's kind of strange. But we've seen that shift in a couple different places. And whereas like Eclipse, the ecosystem is huge, and it's still very active, it still feels like it's it's growing more sluggishly compared to JetBrains products. They're, they're just, they've met their targets, they're operating professionally, and it, they're just outpacing a community-based thing like Eclipse at this point. And, and like, I think that the, what I, I do appreciate about Eclipse is that they've kept their focus where it, it has always been, which is Java development. And I, I don't think that, you know, there could have been a community shift to say, hey, we should try and, and be better at all of these other things. And I think that actually would take away from the beauty of what that IDE is. I think in the past, a lot of that strength that was in the Java development tools was because it was largely sponsored. So, uh, like, it is a community-based app product and platform. And the JDD tools were largely um, developed by people working for IBM. Um, and so we saw, you, there was actually a lot of commercial backing to making those tools really sharp. Whereas right. some of the alternative tooling in Eclipse is just uh, a group just of, of side really of your desk type of well, work. like really really passionate and skilled developers, yeah. but they don't necessarily have the same backing yeah. as some of the core, some of the uh, core plugins that are used in Eclipse. So you, that's where you get that kind of disparity. Whereas with something like JetBrains, every facet of it is professionally managed, right. which you really shines through. Yeah. Yep. So it sounds like JetBrains is is JetBrains. out. Uh, wow, look at this. Outdo Eclipse. So Somehow we've ended up with my two personal picks of yeah. things I use every day. <laughs> uh, which is, oh, how strange. <laughs> yeah, weird. 
it's, it's not like this is personal preference. Or it's not like I drew up this bracket without any input from anyone else. Uh, <laughs> this, this definitely hasn't been filled out completely before we started. No. But I really, I this is the toughest choice. I really expected the email to be in the finals. I don't know about you. Well, I... Right? I, was I know. Gonna, like I was it, it's, hoping it would get past. It's the been around year. for so long. Yeah. It's so widely adopted. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect version control Name system. Name a person who doesn't use email. Matt, <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Right. Um, so I mean, before we start debating these two, I just want to say there's a bit of a theme here where we're seeing two kind of upstart uh, editors that have kind of out, uh, unseated their more veteran peers in JetBrains tools, outseating Eclipse in a fashion and. VS Code, although they didn't meet directly, uh, superseding Atom, yeah. which is a, definitely a direct predecessor to VS Code. Right. So these are kind of, you know, it's not like they're brand new, but they're kind of the newer counterparts to their their space. Yeah. So so just for my personal type of work that I do and the freeness, I'm going to go with uh, VSC. Mm -hmm. So I'm someone who is very used to using uh, highly capable IDEs and I don't think I can pick a pseudo IDE enhanced editor like VS Code, no matter how much I love it, over a real a real full fledged suite of IDEs. I, I gotta go with uh, the JetBrains products on this yeah, one. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of the problem with ending a bracket with an editor and an IDE. That's that's the tough choice, right? Yeah, like yeah, IDEs are pretty essential. Like, you know, I personally, if I had to, if you gave me a laptop with nothing on it and said download something and create whatever project we asked you to. I would probably download Visual Studio Code and start working. Um, but I think that also I'm stubborn. And <laughs> I, I like the things what? that I write weird. Uh, I, like, I like to work in, the, in the, the, the editor that I like. And, uh, you know, I've always trended towards something that's more lightweight just because I feel like... <laughs> This is totally my thing, but I feel like I'm a little bit dumber. And so, you know, an IDE is just like, oh, it's so complicated. I thought like, you were going to say that you thought you were a bit smarter, so you didn't need an IDE to do all that fancy no, stuff for that's, you. No, that's the difference between us. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm the one who said I wanted the tool that does it all for me. So. <laughs> but, that's actually, but that's actually, I think, the smart decision is that, you know, to what I'm not getting by, by using... Visual Studio Code over something like WebStorm is a lot and a lot of really great built-in functionality that would make my life so much easier when I'm building projects. Yeah. And could probably, as my projects grow and get larger and probably unwieldy, because when you first start writing projects, we're bad. So we, we, we need these tools. We built these tools not because they're fun. We built them because we need them to be able to actually manage large projects as they get larger and larger and larger and, and become more complex and hard to understand. And so to me, it's like it's the choice in my heart would be something like VS Code, but the, the correct choice is actually, and the one that I, I see more people using when they're actually building large projects like our product are things like WebStorm or PHPStorm. Yeah. You yeah. know, the things that I've seen like Casey be able to do um, on our team, building a lot of our web properties in PHPStorm, remote debugging, it's like it's a few lines of configuration and it's boom, it's done. Yeah. It, it's so easy to get started. It has, there's so much intelligence built into each IDE that they make. It's like, to me, it's, it's JetBrains. 
Yeah. I, it Even though sucks, I, I chose... but it's jet brain. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's the crown. So. There you have it. There you have it. I'm we've sorry gone, to all those other products that no longer exist. Right? But. We've gone from 16 uh, products that... <laughs> I was going to say editors, but I just saw email yeah. and Google Docs. We've gone from uh, we've gone from 16 things with which you can write characters Text. in uh, down to one. And it's it's I, I wouldn't say it's a cheat, but it's it's the JetBrain suite of products. So that includes things like PHP Storm, WebStorm, IntelliJ, RubyMine. Uh, is there a Python one? I mean, probably. Uh, maybe. If you, if, you, if you like to have like a programming language really control where all your white space goes, you could yeah. probably get one of those. Um, it's they're a phenomenal company that's put a lot of effort into figuring out like what developers need to create the types of applications that they need in those environments in those languages. And Absolutely, and if you don't want if you don't want to choose between IDE and an editor. That is a fantastic pair up right there. Right. And yeah. you know what I'll say, like you know, VS Code has a lot of um, pseudo editor type things. Uh, Adam just launched. Uh, oh yes, recently the, the, Adam IDE. Yes, I'm very interested in that ago, product, um, which has some libraries from a previous one, which I believe uh, called uh, Nuclide, Nuclide or Nucleide. Probably Nucleide. Um, which uh, they, which is kind of like has a lot of pseudo IDE uh, functionality as well. So I think some of these editors, like VSE, like Adam, are seeing that need that people have. Like, we went hard to the editor side, I think, culturally, in a trend yeah. from the IDE, and now it's pulling a little bit further back now into this there, maybe There's center. a need there, right? Yeah, like, and that's why we ended up picking JetBrains. Like, uh, yeah. you can't do everything in an editor that you can do in an IDE, and I, I would argue that in most cases that you could do the other other way, right? Yeah, I, I think that, that, that individuals that are writing uh, code in, in large projects are, are probably just always going to choose an IDE over over something yep. like an editor or a studio editor. So, uh, whew, that was a marathon. I would like to thank you, David Slater, for joining me. Jackson McCarthy Huggin, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, all right, thanks so much, everyone.